Welcome to Geek Girl Soup. I'm Kelly. I'm Court. We're missing Susan today for a family emergency. So we miss you, Susan. Miss you. Love you. And it's it's a bad week to be missing. I mean, any week is a bad week to be missing Susan. But this week in particular, because it's leftovers week. Yes. It's our annual rewatch of the leftovers. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we all excitedly look forward to this at least once a year and we get yeah. to binge one of our favorite shows ever. Oh, yeah. We you're right, at least once a year. I think I did wait a year this time. Yeah. Me yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was enough was... going on and enough to watch. Uh yeah. Yeah. But like I messaged y'all a couple of the, a couple of days ago and said, now like nothing sounds good to watch. Yeah, so, basically. Yeah. As soon as I finished it, I sat there. I'm like, now what? <laughs> Especially since my house is on the market now and I have nothing to do with it except just to, uh, to keep it in pristine shape, which takes a lot of work, you know, with a 14 year old boy in the house who's yeah. like gaming all day and has <laughs> like really sticky sodas on the coffee table. I'm like, oh my God, coaster, coaster. <laughs> So I'm like constantly going behind him, wiping mm-hmm. off the toilet seat and closing it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Putting down a coaster, then wiping off the table. But other than that, yeah, sitting there and going, what to watch now? And 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 I found a few things, but just nothing was as good uh-huh. as the Garveys and yep. Nora. Yeah. So I started, um, the third day on HBO Mm -hmm. and kind of thought the whole thing had already been out because I got to the fourth episode and, and the little thing at the bottom to like take you to the next episode. If you click on it, just didn't happen. Yeah. And I kept moving the cursor, moving the cursor. It's like, where are you? And then I realized, (laughs) oh, only four episodes have come out so far. Um, have you started it? Um, not yet. Like I, okay. I think it came out like when I was in the middle of my, uh, walking dead binge. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So you might like it because I mean, it's, it's not horror. I didn't know what it was going to be at all. Mm-hmm. And it's different from what I had in mind. It's like, it's giving me a feeling of Wicker Man and Midsummer, okay. and yet I have no idea where it's going. And now we're being introduced to other people. Like I knew that there was something about a man getting stuck on this island, and that's Jude Law, mm-hmm. and then a woman getting stuck on the island, and that's um, Naomi Harris, I think mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, yeah, I I didn't know what to expect, and that's a feeling so far. And again, I just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, and but that's a good thing. I like I dig a show where I have no idea what's coming next. Yeah, yeah. Okay, me too. It's very weird, very weird. Okay. Um, and then I watched a few documentaries, kind of in preparation for next week, where we're picking documentaries. Hmm. Um, so maybe I'll wait on those because, yeah, I'm picking one of those as homework. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. 
so I won't reveal those yet. All of them. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's watch every single one. No. Like, that's one thing I really like about HBO Max. Like, there's just, like, documentary after documentary. Like, I have so many added to my list. Yeah. But, um, like, going back to what you were talking about before with not having anything to watch after The Leftovers. When I tell you I spent, like, an hour and a half just last night scrolling through Voodoo. Netflix, Prime, <laughs> trying to get something like that would just pull at my, you know, interest or imagination. I fell asleep scrolling. Oh my gosh. Oh, how funny. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, and it's, it's not as if there isn't anything to watch. There's a lot. Yeah. So much. It's just after the leftovers, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing sounds good. Yeah. It's just that good. And, and it's, it's that good. And like just the feeling of being so satisfied with the way that show ended. Like yeah. there are so many shows out there that I've fallen in love with and that's just fallen off like during one season or another. But that was never the show. And yeah. I appreciate that so much. And the, as many times as we can go back and rewatch it and it still feels new again. It's weird. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, like some shows when you rewatch and, and and I I can't really think of some an example right now. But okay, I guess uh like I've watched the leftovers a lot. I was trying to count how many and like I, I've seen episode one at least you know, I, I rewatched it before watching season two, I rewatched it before watching season three, and then I've watched it for each annual rewatch. But I think I rewatched it more than that um, because there were some other times in there. And maybe I rewatched each episode during season one. I don't remember. Um, but it's at least five, six times now, at least. And so you get to watch it this many times. I mean, that's a hell of a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So you watch it this many times. And I was kind of worried that, okay, there will be an episode or two that I want to skip Mm -hmm. or even parts of an episode that I want to skip because I'll be like, okay, okay. I know what happens here. And that didn't happen, even Mm -hmm. though, of course, I know what happens here. Mm-hmm. but I didn't feel like skipping and there there's the Gladys scene with the stoning mm-hmm. that I close my eyes for. Like, I don't want to see the details of that. Right. Um, but even the episode, it's a Matt, 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 Matt world. Oh God. <laughs> I used to just be so annoyed with that. Ep- like that was my least favorite episode yes, of all of yes. them. And this time I didn't feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it so much more. I had such a greater appreciation for it. So I don't know that like I could not pick out a least favorite episode. So I'm yeah. glad Susan didn't leave us with questions like that. Like yeah, I was thinking we, about that too. <laughs> yeah. When we talked last year and we had to come yeah. up with the least favorite. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I'd be able to come up with one now. Yeah. Like 
for me this time around, y- yes, we have our favorite, favorite episodes and like the moments that always stick out whenever we remember the show. Mm-hmm. But like, it, again, it felt like I was watching the show brand new all over again because there were so many smaller moments that was, that I was able to appreciate. Like I, I did not remember seeing or picking up on like the first couple of times we watched it. And mm-hmm. it, it's so wild. Yes. My favorite episode is still my favorite episodes in moments. Yes. But like, again, like just so many smaller, character beats and you know character relationships like that just felt stronger like this time around so actually i i have it open here on imdb and their video their trailers paused with an image of matt sitting there Mm -hmm. so like he sort of annoys me in the grand scheme of things. And I remember like in season one, when he goes to the casino and the people try to um, uh, steal his money. And then um, he, you know, goes into the coma for a few days and misses the bank, uh, the closing, you know, all of that. It's like, Oh my God, just focus, focus Mm -hmm. on one thing, do Mm -hmm. your thing. Um, but now, having seen the show several times, um, I do have a greater appreciation for who he is and what motivates him. He, he, his singular motivation was not to save the church, like we have or like we learn or have reiterated in It's a Matt, Matt, Matt world. I forget how many mats are in that. Matt, 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 or there four. <laughs> I think Three or so. Four, yeah. Um, you know, when he's talking to God slash David Burton and we, it's driven home to us that everything he does is done because he believes God is watching him and judging him. Mm-hmm. So then when I look at those earlier episodes with that in mind, then everything makes much more sense. It's, it's not that he's trying to get back to save the church. He, he is, but he can't not stop to help people along the way. Right. He would be judged. He believes that he would be judged badly by God and would go to hell would be the next step. So and then you, I you don't hate those that. scenes as much. Yeah. You can see that throughout the entire show. And like, that was another thing I had picked up on, like rewatching it this time around was again, seeing those smaller moments and smaller connections. And then like thinking of how they relate overall, like just like that thing with Matt, um, but yeah, it's a Matt Matt world. It's still not my top episode, but right. you, you enjoy it. You pick up more of an appreciation for it. And like the actors and characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Much better this time. Um, I I'm still so annoyed by Lori. <laughs> oh, in general? In general. And like how she treats her kids. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. And we see her so much more with Tommy. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, getting him to lie and... I mean, doing all the work, like bringing people out of the guilty remnant and into her group, that is putting him at risk. We didn't, they didn't realize at how much risk, you know, like mm-hmm. meeting Meg like that. It was still risk though. But then 
actually having him lie about being able to hug people to take away their pain. That was mm-hmm. whack. That like she she's not paying attention. Like he was yeah. already not broken, but like from the very beginning, we saw how hurt he was that his biological father yeah. like, just wanted no parts of him. And like she, there was an understanding to it. Um, like when he, I guess when he got not beat up, but when the dude hit him, like before everything happened, before departure day. Yeah. Um, Lori, she she understood him, but I feel like she stopped understanding him and she stopped wanting to. She was focused on like her, like her mm-hmm. own sins. Yeah. Of what she did and like using him to try to atone. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad to me that he broke off connection completely with Kevin mm-hmm. after the departure. I mean, I know he joined, joined a cult, but, um, yeah, it's still, it was sad. Yeah. Those cults just don't <laughs> let you have any outside connection yeah i i I didn't feel like a connection connection but like from where we are right now like i just saw them in a a different light from what we've been watching them already and like we've been talking about zombies and politics and Mm -hmm. like this was just another view into that world again Mm -hmm. um like with a guilty remnant and all the crap that they did just to people trying just trying to make them remember their pain and everything Mm -hmm. and like on one hand, um, I, I hated it. I hated them, like for all the stuff they did. I forgot some of the stuff that they had done to um the Mapleton people. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, and, like, and then going back and rewatching, I was like, you got you guys are so fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. And then like as the seasons went on, like just watching like their own pain, it's oh my god. Mm-hmm. Like I guess there are just so many different perspectives you don't realize, and then making the connections with all the crap that's going on right now. Girl, we're in so much trouble. <laughs> yeah. Like even once this is this is going to end. It, it depends when, it, but like just getting out, whew, mm-hmm. it's not going to be immediate. And True. like, can you can you forgive the people who like validated and supported this? Like, how mm-hmm. do we go on? How do we move forward? Mm-hmm. So true. And and something jumped out at me this time. I'm from the guilty remnant, and mm-hmm. and I feel like actually this is kind of related to how mm-hmm. uh, and and this real you know, real world is. At first, we hear in the guilty remnant there is no family. Yes, and then that changes, and we hear no. Who, who was it? Was it Meg, Meg. who said, yep. "Yeah, no, family is everything." Yes. So, what did you think about that? And what do you think is accurate within the guilty remnant? Like, which is their real message? See, I never understood Meg. Um, Like, there were parts of her where, like, she would just be, like, this self-destructive individual. And, like, she she was a terrorist. Mm -hmm, Completely in and and out. Um, And I didn't understand, like, what Tommy was looking for, like, with her. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I... Like, I guess maybe he was looking for acceptance and a, a family that was unbroken, like, um, like different from where, where he, like, where he was coming from, like, with his real family. Um, but like, it, it, I, see, it, I don't know if it's because I, I can't understand them and their mm-hmm. perspective. Like, I didn't, I didn't get that. I, I was just happy that he, it was maybe coincidences that all led them back, um, to Miracle that led him back to his real family. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know, Kelly. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. I was very confused. I... And I feel like uh, there was another missing part. Like that. I, I feel like the guilty remnant, I wish they had explored that more of what Evie, like why, I understand. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. All right. So let's go back to the moment on the bridge where um, Evie's mom um, was asking for understanding to figure out what was going on, why her daughter was doing this. And um, Evie wrote a little message um like you You understand understand. yeah yes um and it's just like the fact that nobody in that town disappeared but they were still broken like i guess the son said um like we're still hurting and i guess maybe it was that uh survivor's remorse maybe evie was feeling like oh this happened to the world but it didn't happen to any of us like why are we still here Mm Yeah, or saying that they're not special. It they just happened not to have anyone who departed. Yeah. But that otherwise other normal things happen there. You know, like John gave the example that Erica still had hearing loss. You know, mm-hmm. that never came back or she wasn't spared that. Um yeah. Um, and, and I, I was wondering if part of Evie's message about you understand had anything to do with Erica wanting to leave, you know, did Evie somehow know about that or sense it? Kids are very observant. Um, I think she, she would have, I think she did realize it. And like, let's go back to that moment where, um, where Erica made John open the gift. Yeah. Like Evie completely knew exactly what was going on with her parents. She understood. And mm-hmm. like the fact that she used that as a way to make him shut up, even though she mm-hmm. knew she was leaving, that they wouldn't see her again, like mm-hmm. for a time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I completely think that Evie understood. Yeah. Yeah. So if family doesn't mean anything, then no, that, family is everything. Exactly. That's what I was getting to. Yeah. Because if family doesn't mean anything, then I don't think she would have given him that gift. Right. That gift to me reinforces that family is everything. It's like you just said, I think that that gift of the dead cricket is a symbol of, I see what's wrong with the family. Mm-hmm. And y'all need to wake up and see what's wrong, too. Yes. And also, it's too late because I'm fucking out of here. Yeah, it's too late to fix it. Yep. That's it, exactly. And, like, um, when the son was giving the speech, um, I guess, before John showed up to tell them what was going on with Evie, he mm-hmm. was telling them, like, the re- this is what really happened. Like, Mom, you tell this story all the time. You mm-hmm. think Evie did this because she wanted to see what was going to happen. But I was, I did this. I was masking her pain so you wouldn't realize something, something was really wrong. Mm-hmm. And Evie, Evie turned the water off. She, she mm-hmm. wanted to show you, hey, I'm in pain. We are all in pain here. We need to turn the water off and stop suffering in silence, which is mm. weird because, like, they silence themselves, the guilty remnant. Yeah, true. And while Meg, again, is not one of my favorite people, cause, just because of how um, how out there her actions are, mm-hmm. and, like, I like the thing with the grenade on the school bus, I, there are a lot of things I can't forgive her for. Yeah. But, yeah, she, like, she, she again, like, made made them speak up. Like, let's 
let's talk about this. Let's see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And um, again, going back to again, family is everything. Like her, her own pain, um, losing her mother, um, like the day before everything happened, not having, what do you think, the comfort? Yeah. The comfort of her having departed with everybody else, because, you know, a lot of people thought it was the rapture and, you know, they went on to better things. Okay, so what happened to my mom? Like, my mom died while I was in, in the bathroom snorting coke. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I mean, we heard from some people throughout the show that um, it wasn't comforting. The, the departure, I think, for a lot of people wasn't comforting because they really didn't know what happened to them. Mm-hmm. While if you had a loved one who died, you did know what happened. You know, they were dead. You had a body to bury. Yeah. Um, but I think a big thing that happened in Meg's case is that the departure overshadowed the death of her mom. And so she couldn't properly mourn the death of her mom because then she was part of the shock that the whole world underwent with the departure. So now she had these two things and she probably didn't honestly get the attention that she needed from other people to help, um, to help grieve. It's even make me think of like, um, when two celebrities die, uh, the same day or within a few days of each other, the, the bigger one overshadows the, one that's not so big. Mm-hmm. And uh I think that happened real like recently two actually died on the same day. And uh we didn't know about the the other one until like a day or two later because mm-hmm. one just really overshadowed the other. But what really comes to mind is uh Michael Jackson and Farrah Fawcett. Yes. Didn't they die on the same day? I yeah. Like so. Farrah who? Yeah, yeah, and Farrah Fawcett was huge. Yes. Not compared to Michael Jackson. Yeah. And like, so, and we see that we, we always see that when we say, Oh, like people, like it's, that's a, like when people go, they go in threes. Um, and, but like there's always the one that'll be more so in the front of people's mind, I guess. So I, um, I still love episode one of season three, the book of Kevin. Um, because at the beginning, it just starts out so happy. Uh You know, like they, at first, they all seem like they're in such a good place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's three years after um, the, it's three years after the end of season two. Mm -hmm. And they're friends now. And John and Lori are married and doing their own thing, even though it's a ruse. They, you know, they're, they're sort of helping people. And, um, Kevin and Tom are police officers, you know, get the chief again. And, um, uh, in, uh, Jarden, um, and oh, uh, Nora is part of the DSD again, and even though she has a broken arm, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, it looks like they're doing well, mm-hmm. you know? And I just love seeing all that. Oh, and I love that song that they play like three times in that episode, Times Drawing Nigh. Mm-hmm. I just love it. They, the, placement of it is just so great. 
Um, and isn't it also in that episode where, so I know that's when we find out about uh, Matt writing the book of Kevin to add to the New Testament. Uh-huh. Um, isn't that also the baptism scene? Yes. In the, yeah. yeah. Just love that so much. Um, you know, I, every single time I watch this show, that episode, I get drawn in to the, the gospel of Kevin as mm-hmm. well. I mean, it's not his gospel, but I guess the gospel of Matt about Kevin, the myth uh-huh. of Kevin, yeah. whatever. It's not a myth. He really did die and go to that other place. Yeah. You but know? Friends. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a believer and I get drawn into it with Matt, John, and Michael. Mm-hmm. And, no, I and, totally agree. Yeah. Oh, I just love it. And then it goes downhill from there. Which is expected. Yes. They're, they're, they're putting on, they're all, everybody's putting on like this ruse, nobody more yeah. so than Nora and Kevin. And Kevin, I know he does his, uh, self-asphyxiation thing and she broke her own arm after getting the Wu-Tang Clan tattoo, which is a cool one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and whichever episode it was when we've got the protect your neck, um, jumping on the trampoline scene with Erica. Oh my God. I love that so much. Best moment. <laughs> yes. So good. Yeah. Um, like I loved all the stuff that we got with, with Kevin, especially for the book of Kevin, because it's, it's, it's um, I'm going to say book ended. Um, with the book of Nora and like one of my favorite moments is when, when she's telling the story and I swear I could, I could picture every single moment, like as she was speaking with her journey, like finding her kids again, seeing that they were safe and happy and then making her way back home. And then like, but like, I, I missed you. I wanted to be with you, but I didn't think you would believe me. It's like, mm-hmm. why didn't you read the book? Kevin, he totally would have believed you. Yeah. Like he said, I believe you. Like all the stuff that we saw Kevin go through, um, yeah. Not even in the past three years. How long did the show span? Was it 10, 13, 15? We don't even know how old they were at the end. No. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I mean, we can speculate. I, I did some math at one point, but like she was kind of surprised that Kevin Sr. was still alive. Mm-hmm. 91. He was 91. Oh, we did hear that? Oh, yeah. He, he was right. 91. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, I'm thinking, all right. And she's totally gray. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm 51 and I have gray hairs, but I'm nowhere near being gray. Mm -hmm. So she's in her sixties. Now she has gone through a lot of stress. So she may be prematurely gray. Yeah. But she's at least 60. Yeah, At I least. would say mid fifties to sixties. Um, that so you think prematurely how, gray? I definitely think prematurely gray. Um, because when Kevin showed up, he was also grayish too. Yeah. So yeah, he looked younger late, than she does. Late fifties for sure. Early sixties. Well, so twenty years at least have gone by. Yeah, for sure. From the very, very beginning, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Who else? Um, I was about to bring up someone else. 
or another scene crud oh from the book of nora I love the scene where she's untangling the goat and the beads from the fence. That always makes me sad and um, uh, like teary eyed. Um, I mean, like for the poor goat, but what it represents about her because, you know, she puts the beads on herself Um, cause she's totally relating to the goat and then she wears them home and takes them off and it's like saving the beads. So she became the surrogate goat and the goat had been a surrogate for the people at the wedding. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Poor Nora. Yeah. Maybe she was like 10 years prematurely gray. I mean, my lady went through a lot. <laughs> yeah. And again, we like, how much time did she spend over there? Like, how does time pass over there? True. Like, I still want, like, maybe I'm, let's do a movie. Like, I just want to see over there. Like, do yeah. a sequel. Oh, no. No. Let the mystery no? be. No. Fine, fine, no. fine. Yeah, don't even write a book about it, sir. You no. I'll just ruin it. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, look what happened when turf jk rowling wrote the cursed child oh my god yeah just totally ruined everything yeah yeah well did, we'll did you read it i didn't read the cursed child i, oh. I did want to see the play um yeah. but maybe not now i did not see the play <laughs> yeah don't spend any money on her oh, god, um no, 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 unfortunately no, no, no. Yeah, yeah i did read the pl- the the book and um oh it just didn't need to happen in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And there are a lot of things like that. Just tell me a whole new story about different people. Yeah. And and that'll be fine. You know, and honestly, I have never read any fan fiction and, but my opinion is that's different because you can have so much fan fiction, different Mm -hmm. people's opinion. But when you have it come from the author, that's gospel. Mm Mm-hmm. That's lore. That's it. Yeah. It's hard to say no to it, but I have said no to the cursed child. It was was that bad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've just said that didn't happen, that she was wrong. She was taking something when she wrote it Mm -hmm. and that no, that she was just trying to profit and, and had, what I don't know. I don't know what happened. Taylor, we're going to have to talk about this offline because you're going to have to tell me exactly what was in there. <laughs> Whatever I can remember. I, okay. I read it only once. I've read all the other books multiple times. Okay. Wow. Yeah. All right. I read that one only once right after it came out. And I'm like, this just, no. <laughs> and it's so weird how that works because there, there are certain stories. Um, let's, let's take it back to The Shining. The Shining, um, there's a new book. It came, um, I don't even know how many years, 30, 40 years after the original book, the, um, the movie that came out that he hates. Um, so it was, this was based on like the, the book of yeah. The Shining. And um, what was it, Dr. Sleep? And I'm with you. A lot of times when we're coming back and we're revisiting something, I get afraid that it's going to completely ruin what came before. Um, like what they did in this book, what he did in this book, that worked. But I've seen it other occasions where it's, it's turned out like what you said. Either it's been a book that happened like that or let's take it to something um, like mainstream. Independence Day. 
Independence Day is a favorite movie of mine. Mm -hmm. When they came out with that sequel a couple years ago, I was like, this is bad. Like, this was unnecessary. There is a sequel to Independence Day. I'm not going to tell you to go watch it. No. There's a sequel to it? There should not be. Exactly. I thought it would be like like Bad Boys. They did a job. They wait. They do a good script. And it's totally worth it. Like, this one Will Smith wasn't even involved with. And, um... I'll tell you because he's not going to watch it. They killed off his character. Um, ah. Yeah. See, so. that's just wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So he would not be killed off. He, he, he hit an alien in the face. Exactly. And they kill his character off. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think he didn't want to be catch involved a cold? with it. No, I, I, it was like some experiments gone wrong or something like that. Like, um, yeah. I don't, I don't, I've only seen this movie maybe twice. Once when it first came out and I hated it. And like a couple of weeks ago with me talking about, okay, let me see if I really hated this movie. And I did. Mm-hmm. I did. I really did. So I'll leave it alone. Yeah. So we will leave the leftovers alone. Like we'll just continue to rewatch the show as it is. Yes. No sequels. No. Or we'll no spinoffs. No. no spin-offs. And, and yeah, no spinoffs into departure land. Right now, into if the sideways wants to do world fan fiction, read that because like exactly. I'll see what's gonna happen next. Like I want to see Kevin and Nora go back home and like be with family. I want to see them welcome her back into the family. But like, I if do she even head. wants to, like, like I was actually wondering about that. It will she go back? I can or see is she like back no, because I feel like. I, I, I feel like right where she was before Kevin, she was in her own purgatory. Yeah. Like away. Totally, you're right. Yeah. Which was very different from, because like binging it, like at the end of the second season when Kevin gets home after everything happened, everybody's there. His entire family is right yeah. there waiting. And I feel like I wanted her to have that moment, but it's okay that we didn't get it because it's in my head. As yeah. long as they got back together, I was, I was good. I yeah. love that episode so much. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yep. And I'll point out what we point out during every rewatch podcast. The last line of every season is spoken by Nora. Look what I found. You're home. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, and you're right. I hadn't thought of that before that if Nora had only read the book of Kevin or it, I think she didn't even ever know what he went through dying those two times. If she had known that and taken it seriously, then I'm with you. I think she would have known that he would have believed her story. Yeah, like she believed him, like for a part of their relationship before they started covering up what was going on with them. Like, Mm -hmm. like the very beginning of season two, I loved it because they were so honest with each other. He's like, yeah, I sleepwalk and I woke up and Patty was there and then she, she, she died. I didn't do it, Mm -hmm. but she died. Like, oh my God, he's telling her some wild stuff and she believed him. Yeah. Yeah. But then she left as soon as he told her. I'm seeing Patty. Yeah, I hated that. That really disappointed me. Yeah. Yeah. They can be honest about everything except I'm seeing someone, hearing voices, whatever. 
Oh yeah. no, I can't deal. Right. And, and I understand. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want my boyfriend to be having that either, but Oh, you're okay with him kidnapping someone, beating her up and then having her kill herself in front of him. And he and your brother buried the body. Mm-hmm. But now he's psychotic. I mean, you know, like, let's just say, even though I don't think he was psychotic, I think Patty was really there, but whatever. Oh, no, she was, she totally yeah. was. But from Nora's perspective, he was psychotic. Right. But you can't deal with that. So you abandon him. Right. And for me, it was like, okay, we have this fresh start. I've got this brand new baby. So I don't have to think about all the stuff that I lost. Kevin, yeah. why are you ruining this for me? Yeah. I'm I'm leaving you. <laughs> and, but not just the baby. And now Mary. Yes. And the one thing Kevin was worried would happen, happened. And everything in uh, Australia was uh, was great, too. Kevin mm-hmm. Sr., his quest was just wild. His oh, episode, sure. Crazy White Man Thinking. God, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Like, and we had that, that scene. Um, oh, my God. I can't remember the name of the episode right now. Um, but, like, with Kevin at the hotel and seeing his dad on TV, I was like, oh, my oh, God. Yeah. This is the scene. This is the moment. This is happening for yeah. real. Like y'all are just talking across this, these planes. Yeah. That <sighs> was awesome. That was mm-hmm. too good. Um, and then Grace's story about her kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but then finding the page of the book of Kevin and believing it like that. Oh my God. See, I'm worried about her, you know, like turning herself in. Mm-hmm. Did she go to prison? Nobody goes to prison on this show. <laughs> uh, too bad that chief Kevin wasn't part of the guilty remnant because then she would just be let off. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, clearly Kevin Sr. didn't, if he did go to prison in Australia for hitting the other guy over the head, he didn't go for long. Mm-mm. No, he was living his best life wherever at 91. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, back home with the fam. Oh, yeah. It's funny. Mm. I would yeah. have loved for us to have gotten more of um, Erica, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like I in season like three. How, yes, in season three. But I, I like how, like, Regina King, she's so busy with just like exactly. these different projects. Yeah. She'll come do something amazing and then she'll move on to the next thing. So, yeah, I don't remember what she was working on while they were making season three, but at least she showed up for that right during that one episode, the, you know, those couple scenes. Yeah. And, uh, um, oh, Jill, um, I love that she turned out okay. And I'm using her word, you know, from season one, Mm -hmm. like when she and Amy were talking or Amy was telling her it's okay to be okay. Mm -hmm. And Jill was just so resistant to that whole idea, but eventually she was okay. And she was like the only one in the whole family who was okay. Though I think Tommy ended up okay as well. um, Because like when they called, 
um, Lori and she was about to go scuba diving mm-hmm. or kill herself. One or the other. We didn't know at the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they both sounded good. Didn't they? Both of the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Which was amazing given yeah. like where they were and like who their parents are. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. But they had each other. Yeah. And I'll always marvel, um, like at the fact that when Kevin finally found Nora, like he's just like, oh, oh, lie about everything. We need a fresh start. Yeah. Yeah. Like the very first time that you saw that, you know, you, uh-huh. it's so first time. What do you remember what you thought? Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Where are we now? What exactly. Are we now? Is, is this where she went? Yeah. 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 Like I was wondering, is, yeah, is this the departure world? Is it departure world and she came back and she fucked up the timeline? She remembers the original timeline, but somehow it's, it, it's different now. I didn't know. Yeah. Or, <laughs> Or she doesn't remember, you know, she really didn't remember a Kevin, but here's a Kevin who remembers her, but they didn't have a history yet. Yeah, I was so confused. Yeah, it's like, don't do this to me in the last episode. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, just knowing it at this point and watching it and waiting for that turn. Like, I was with her. I was so mad at him, like, with her. Because I was like... um, Come on, Kevin. Like, we can't do this. We've been through too much already. Like, just yeah. like, let's, let's get the truth out there. Now, I understand what he was doing. He did look happy for the first time, which is not how, like, he ever really looked before. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. The look on his face was totally different from any other time in the whole show. Peace. He was at peace. Yeah. Yeah. Which was that weird. was some good acting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Some really good acting. Yeah, I mean, I liked how he showed up and acted as if he really had just seen her and he was giving them, giving themselves the chance to start from scratch. But he did, he did take it too far because if there's one thing he should know about Nora is that on the whole, she doesn't lie. Right. She did just lie about not knowing Kevin. Again, protecting herself. Yeah. Yeah. But that, so that's why I said this time on the whole, and she Mm -hmm. also lied to the doctor or she didn't actually say, no, I didn't break my own arm. But when the doctor said an orderly saw you, uh, uh, slam the door on your arm. And she said, now why on earth would I do that? So that wasn't an outright lie, but it was, it was close. But yeah, to protect herself. But, um, but on the whole, she doesn't lie. He should know that about her. So she, he shouldn't have taken it as far as he did. Right. But he was desperate. How yes. long has he, been, has he been looking for her? <laughs> I know. And for only every two year. weeks every year. Yes. And as long as it takes to get out to Australia and back. That means he has like 11 days there to look for her. Right. Maybe 12. Yeah. (sighs) I go back and forth with it. I, I, girl, I love this show so much. Well, anything else to say about it? 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Anything else to say about the show? And then I've got something to say about Justin. Oh yeah, you do. Um, no, I can save whatever we have for next year. (laughs) 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 We're totally going to do it again. We're going to see more small things like, oh, there's that. Yeah. Yeah. There's always something. Mm-hmm. Well, so two things. I looked up uh, his who's online and I found something that gave an explanation about all of his tattoos. And so first of all, they are all real. I wonder. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I I just did wonder about that. You know, could mm-hmm. some of them be put on, but they're all real. His back tattoo, I don't have it open in front of me. So I I don't remember them all, but the back tattoo is in honor of two of his dogs, which he doesn't have anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's, it's a pigeon and I forget what the other one is, but um, yeah, they represent um, two of his former dogs. So I thought that was cool. Um, They are huge. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that is Googleable online. Yes. What all the tattoos right mean. <laughs> yep. And, and it's very cool to read what all of them are. There's, um, one on there that might be of himself. Um, that is just this little black, uh, like line image one. Um, I forget where it is, like on a leg, I think. Um, that's pretty cool. I just like how different they all are from each other. Like my three, two, and they're fairly big, two on one arm are Japanese style line drawings, not colored in. Mm-hmm. And on the other arm, I had the same guy do them. And so it's the same style uh, black lines, but I did have him color those in. So I feel mm-hmm. like they all go together, but you know, Justin's clearly don't all go together, but they're on him. So they do. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it, it sounds like each one kind of has a story, which is yeah. Cool. The book of Justin. Yes. Back. Yes. There we go. Um, okay. So the other thing, we discovered only a few months ago, it's been since the pandemic, that we discovered stupidly, because I don't know how we didn't know this before, <laughs> that Justin Thoreau wrote the screenplay for Iron Man 2. What? <laughs> I had no clue. You're like, wait how? a minute, is that, is that a different Justin? Yeah. How did we not know this? It says it on IMDb. It says it in the Wikipedia page. So to prove it for real, I watched Iron Man 2. <laughs> and when it said written by, when that popped up, I paused it and I took a photo of it. But sure <laughs> enough, written by Justin Thoreau. It's right there on the screen. He wrote it. He wrote Iron Man 2. Yes, he did. He's not in it. I never saw him in it unless he's like in a crowd scene or something uncredited. Yeah. Yep. But he wrote it. Who knew? I had no idea. He can write. (laughs) I mean, I didn't think it was like Oscar Golden Globe worthy. I can't believe I just said that. 
it, it's sorry. not the it's not the bad Iron Man, so that's good. Which is there, the bad one? The third one is bad. Okay. Well, thank God it's not the bad one. Yeah. But it, I mean, it it's was not fine. the first one. It, yeah, no, exactly. It was fine. That, it, was fine. It, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. I mean, it, it captured all of the characters appropriately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think he did the job that he was hired to do. Right there. Yeah. So he succeeded. And when you look on IMDb, I I just don't see what he's so cute. I just love the photo of him on IMDb. He's just sitting there in this black top and his jeans and his hands are clasped in front of him and he's just looking at the camera. He's adorable. Completely. <laughs> what is, where is, I don't like the IMDb on in a browser. I prefer the app. <sighs> August 10th, 1971, Washington District of Columbia, USA. That's where he went and where he was born. He has won two primetime Emmys. I forgot that. Let's see for what. What? He just won this year for um, Outstanding Variety Special. He was in All in the Family and Good Times, one or the other. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that, a special that Jimmy Kimmel... Um, yeah, put together. I enjoyed those. I didn't realize. And or the Jeffersons. What did he do in them? He couldn't have been one of the main characters. Maybe he was like one of the behind the scenes people. Hold up. Let's see. Top build cast. Where are you at? So the 2021 reads live in front of a studio audience, all in the family and good times. 2019. The 2019 winner one reads live in front of a studio on an audience Norman Lear's All in the Family and the Jeffersons. Maybe he helped write it or he was one of the producers. Maybe. His name is not under either of those. Yeah, his name is on here with Kerry Washington and Brent Miller and Norman Lear. So I think he okay. either helped put it together or maybe he was in it and we just didn't realize. I would I'll have, have to go back and watch it again. He was in it. I watched it. I watched both of them. I didn't see him. Yeah. We're going to do more research and watch I it again. So. so he is filming um, the TV series, The Mosquito Coast. Mm-hmm. Um. He did a voice in something that's upcoming called Violet and post-production of False Positive. I'm assuming the Mosquito Coast is a remake of the River Phoenix Harrison Ford movie. But nothing is written about it on here. Oh, no, it is. An idealist who uproots his family and moves them to Latin America. Yeah, that's Harrison Ford and River Phoenix one. Okay. 
Yep. Cool. The underwriter, he wrote Zoolander 2. Oh, God. Rock of Ages. Some TV movie called Documental. Iron Man 2. A video short, Tropic Thunder, Reign of Madness. Are you serious? (laughs) Yep. And the screenplay for Tropic Thunder. Okay. (laughs) So So he likes, he and uh, Ben Stiller must be buds. They have to be buds. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. This is. Is he why we got RDJ and Blackface? (laughs) Oh, my God. But that was, yeah. I watched that movie. I enjoyed it. Okay. He and Ben Stiller co-wrote the screenplay. That is so funny. That is hilarious. Oh, my God. (sighs) All right, Justin. He likes to write. He does. And, like, during this time, a lot of people have had time to write and create new things so that while 2020 was a shit show, like, we'll get a lot of amazing things next year, you think? Yeah. We just might. We should. Hoping. (laughs) Hopefully good. Yeah, hopefully good stuff. Or it could be all shit show stuff, you know? Yeah, since that's what everybody was feeling. We'll we'll see. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, all right. So next week we've got documentaries. Mm-hmm. Did you pick anything? Um, I have a couple of different ones. Um, but I, I think I'm going to settle on like just the one because I, I have two different ones. One is like eight hours, so I'm not going to oh. do that to you guys. Oh. It's like it's it's so hard, and it, it covers. <laughs> every single horror movie from like the eighties and like just talks about horror in the eighties by decade. And then like, wow, each year, like they highlight ones. So I, wow. I won't do that to you guys. I'll, I'll tell you what it's called so that if you want to explore that, you can like, even I, I had to take a break from it. Cause I was like, this is, this is long. I was two hours in. I was like, is this almost over? And I, I wow. switched it over and I saw, I was like, Oh, this is eight hours long. Okay. I'm going to have I mean, to come back and watch cool, this. But yeah, yeah, it, it was a lot. So, but I'm going to go back and watch that and now I'll, I'll drop the title for you guys. Okay. So if you want to partake, you can, it's on shutter. Okay. Um, but the one that I'm choosing is on Hulu. It's uh 78 slash 52 Hitchcock's shower scene from Ooh. 2017. Yes. Um, it's not eight hours long. I promise. It's like an hour and a half. 78 slash what? 52. Mm-hmm. Hitchcock's shower scene. Says just when you thought it was safe to go back in the shower, discover uh-huh. how Alfred Hitchcock's psycho changed film history forever. Nice. Okay. Let me open up IMDb for mine. Okay. Mine is Clive Davis, The Soundtrack of Our Lives. It's from 2017. It is on Netflix. A look at the life and work of music producer Clive Davis. Well, that doesn't tell you much. (laughs) He, I just watched it. Um, I may watch it again. He produced 
Uh, so starting in, uh, was it the fifties or, uh, or the early sixties and he's still alive. He's mm-hmm. like late eighties now. Mm-hmm. He is still alive and active. Um, it shows quite a bit about him and Whitney Houston, mm-hmm. um, because they were pretty close and since she killed herself. Um, he backed, um, uh, Puffy's, um, music studio. I'm blanking on what it's called. Shoot. Well, see, this is why I'm going to have to watch it again. He had his hand in like every genre of music. Of course. And yeah. And behind just some of the biggest, biggest acts in music ever. It's incredible. Um, it, rem- this documentary reminds me of when we watched the black Godfather, mm-hmm. but this dude is white. So okay. sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's really, really interesting. Yeah. And there's a lot of music in it. Oh, going back to Janis Joplin. Yeah. Nice. Real biggies. We should have gotten something from Susan before doing this, but. Yeah. Like she'll let us know her pick and um, like we'll drop it in um, or she'll drop it in when she posts. Next year, we'll have another rewatch of The Leftovers. Yes. And we'll be far happier. Yes. Calling it now. Yes. And in the meantime, we will um, try to enjoy watching other things that are not up to par with the leftovers. Yeah, on our spreadsheet where we keep track, um, I I gave all three seasons a 10, and I just don't do that, like, at all. Like, no, seriously. (laughs) And uh, not at all. So, but this automatically, 10, 10, 10. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that many shows that I would give a 10, but like this is definitely one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I gave the last season of Steven Universe a 10. I'll have to watch that. I, I keep hearing about it. Oh, it's great. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's back now. So that fin- final season turns mm-hmm. out was not. Okay. Yeah. I think it's back. Yeah. Or a, spinoff type thing or a now they're older thing, something like that. I have to look into it. Yeah. So, all right. So onward to documentaries and until we see y'all next week, geek on.